Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jones! Bowden! <laughs> Stokes flashes it away through the covers for four, and England have won the match. Hello, and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. A look back at the third day's play from the Aegeus Bowl in this World Test Championship final between India and New Zealand. And, well, it's been another really interesting day after the blank first day and the interrupted second day. We've had pretty much a full day's cricket today. A little bit of an early finish because of bad light, but otherwise some really good interactions between both teams, which has left the situation New Zealand 101 for two, 116 behind. And I think they've had the best of the day, do you? New Zealand, yeah, definitely. It's been a great day for them. I I think we always felt that... India could be dropped for 220, and they were dropped for you know, fewer than that, 217. Great effort from New Zealand today. What do they lose? Their last seven wickets for 68 runs, India. And, of course, inevitably, inevitably, we talked Virat Kohli out, didn't we? I mean, it happens sometimes. We did that whole podcast on him yesterday. Ten years since he played his first Test match today, the anniversary of it, and he came out overnight. He was 44 not out, all set up. We talked about Pant as well. You know, what a great prospect for the crowd. Uh, Kohli and Pant batting together. Uh, Pant made four and Cody <laughs> did not add. So. <laughs> but there we go. I mean, that's cricket, isn't it? And it, and it was it was not their day, but it does emphasise how well Cody batted yesterday, that conditions were difficult. It was it was Carl Jameson's day, really, or morning anyway. Definitely. And I think the interesting thing about him, the impressive thing about him, not only his height and his skill, uh, one of the only bowlers, actually, apart from Jimmy Anderson, who genuinely swings the ball both ways at a decent pace. You know, he's, a, he's above 80 miles an hour and he does genuinely bowl an outswinger and an inswinger. And sometimes his inswinger is a bit telegraphed, but he still does actually make it swing in. But the other thing I think which is really good about him is his smartness, his intelligence, because 
I think on the first day, the, the second day of the match, or the first day of actual play, I felt he was a bit short generally, and he got he bowled some sort of stonking deliveries, but they were a little bit wide and a little bit short, and were either dealt with or left by the Indians. Today he pitched it up, and it's not always easy to do that as a tall bowler because you have a you know natural length. You know you tend to run in and bowl, and a, a lot of tall bowlers will have a natural length which is a bit short. And when they try and bowl full, and this was very much the case with somebody like Andy Caddick in the past, when they tried to bowl full, they floated it, mm. and it was easy to hit. Stephen Finn actually is another one who has been a bit like that in the past, but. Kyle Jameson was able to find just a slightly fuller length and still be very demanding and potent. In fact, we did a, a little bit of analysis on, on Hawkeye for, for the ICC TV coverage, which showed that his length yesterday was about 70 centimetres shorter than today. So today he was just over half a metre fuller. And that, that sounds a lot, but actually... It, it, it's not, uh, when you're bowling over 22 yards, half a metre isn't a massive amount, but it's subtly important because it draws the batsman forward and it gets the edges uh, and gets the LBWs as well. And that's what he got today. Two LBWs, Coley, uh, who he managed to draw forward and, and beat with the inside beat the inside edge of the bat with a, a little bit of an in-swinger or a nip-backer. And then he, he got a boomer out with a kind of classic, big, booming in-swinger palpably LBW first ball but I mean just generally he also sorry to uh, to continue but he also actually started to pant round the wicket and found the swing too much couldn't almost couldn't control it so because we're able to go over the wicket and that caused the, the wicket of pant in the end caught behind going across him from yeah. over the wicket yeah it didn't look a great shot did it it was a shit <laughs> shot actually if we're on if yeah. we're if too it, bones yeah. about if it you want to be blunt about it yeah. yeah I mean it was yeah it was a very wide delivery and with Pan, he, I mean, he'd actually he dug in, hadn't he? He he'd bided his time. Because it took him quite a long time to get off the mark, and he he well, he hit for four, and he bowled one out there, and he went after it in sort of like a fairly impetuous uh, manner. I mean, he's he's such an exciting cricketer, Pan, and he, I, I'm sure that the Indian supporters who turned up today would have been extremely disappointed to see the back end. So Coley and Pan out inside the inside the first hour of the match. Just on Jameson, how mm. easy or otherwise is it to you know to say he's already well to say bowl a bit fuller. How easy or otherwise is it to do that as a bowler? No, it's not easy and at all because, as I say, you have your natural length. Yeah, natural length, right. Why not? Because you're conditioned to bowl a particular place. That's where you've sort of had most of your success. And to find a pitch, like, and, and I suppose the other thing is, on a flatter pitch, his great asset is the bounce he gets, which makes him hard to score off. So that slightly back of the length attack makes batsmen a bit wary of being able to attack and also they're reluctant to come forward because of his height. And interestingly, there's a there's a stat about um, India against tall bowlers and they do struggle. This particular India side will have a little bit of a fallibility against slightly taller bowlers. But it, it isn't easy to adjust your length. And what tends to happen is if you try and go, say, half a metre fuller, you end up a metre fuller bowling our volleys and, as I say, floating it. Your biomechanics are sort of set up to bowl in a certain place and that's where your natural biorhythms work the best. So you have to sort of override that slightly and that takes trial and error, actually. It's not a question of, oh, I'll just look at this spot on the wicket and aim at it. You know, bowling is about feel and therefore, you know, it does take a bit of experimentation of your own 
biomechanics to get the ball in in the right place. But he did, you know, very consistently and and but you know deserved those five wickets. And here's a stat from one of our um, world's best cricket club members. This is a Pushka actually uh, from India who says that uh, he's got the, 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 a list here of the most five wicket hauls in their first eight Test matches. Uh, top of the list is. T. Richardson, who was an England player in the 1920s, who took it, who did ten five wicket hauls in his first eight tests. He was rapid, actually, and I think he took for Surrey. I think he took something like 280 wickets in a season. So he was a serious bowler. C. T. B. Turner, don't know much about him. Eight times. Vernon Philander, mm. six times mm. five wicket hauls in his first eight tests, and then a bunch of bowlers on five times a five-wicket haul in their first eight tests, including Ashwin and Beefy Botham and others like the Frederick the Demon Spofforth yeah. and Kyle Jameson. Yeah. So he's in elite company now. And he's the he's taken more wickets in his first eight test matches than any other New Zealand bowler. And you, you think of you know, someone like Richard Hadley, for example, although Hadley was a bit of a... He was a bit wild, wasn't he, to start with? Yeah. He was a bit of a tearaway. Yeah. And then he, he sort of worked it all out and then became a, you know, an absolutely magnificent bowler. And actually, I was just thinking about that today. If Richard Hadley... I mean, New Zealand did well, didn't they? But if Richard Hadley had been playing out there, Ooh. I mean, it, it makes you Ooh. wonder how many India would have got in, in that third. I, I, I hate sounding like... Yeah, yeah. Perfect conditions No, you're him. right. I mean, I hate sounding like in my day. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Richard Hadley was an absolutely perfect bowler for these conditions. I remember watching him bowl at Trent Bridge one on a pitch which was a bit green like this and he was totally unplayable mm. by all really sort of top class players of course there was a famous test match in Brisbane I mean just to prove that he did do it at international level as well he, he got he got oh, I think he certainly did. Yeah. 14 wickets in the match in Brisbane on a slightly green but hard surface like this one here at the Aegeus Bowl and he got about 12 Australians caught second slip and just the same ball curving away extra bounce zip Edge, court, second slip, fantastic. So he would have been a, a big handful here, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder whether New Zealand ultimately will slightly regret, I mean, t- because it's a race against time, that first wicket partnership from India where they were 62 for no wicket on, on the first day, which yeah. helped them get over the, the 200 mark. It, it has been, a, I mean, really hard work for all the batters out there. I mean, New Zealand, mm. whether they set their stall out to bat in that particular way because they'd seen how India had struggled, I'm, I'm not sure, but... Um, you know, it, it was hard work for them as well. But that Rahane, I mean, I mean, he, he played in a way. He played as well as anybody, didn't he, Rahane? And he, he didn't. I mean, he, he, everyone played and missed. Didn't look like getting out. And then Neil. I mean, lo and behold, it's amazing, isn't it, cricket? Lo and yeah. behold, Neil Wagner says, "Right, I'm going to show you all my cards. Here we go. Here we go. I, you know, leg leg trap. You know, men back on the leg side area. Uh, new ball just about to come, but we'll we'll do something with before the new ball." And and Rahane, no more. It's his, the first ball with everyone back, straight to forward square leg. I think he, I think it looked to me as if he was trying to play a sort of guided pull to get the single to bring up his half century. And he, I mean, you almost had to need a forklift lift truck to get him off the crease because he was. I mean, so disappointed. You can understand it really because he he actually played pretty well. Mm. Yeah, and it's one of those innings. Well, I think both innings actually have been. There's a lot of luck involved for the batsmen, lots of playing and missing. Not actually that many edges going to hand. There was only one drop catch. I think Saudi dropped a catch. That was unusual to today. see it go down, actually. New Zealand yeah. normally so good in the yeah, circle. Yeah, uh, and uh, really only, only one drop catch, but quite a lot of playing missing and quite a, lot of, a fair bit of playing missing by New Zealand when they batted. This pitch is like, I think it's quite similar to the pitch at Trent Bridge 
when Stuart Broad bowled Australia out for 60. It's a little bit a tinge of green. There's overhead conditions enhancing the, the, the movement and it's got good carry. You know, it's got good bounce. And of course, Australia bowled out for 60. Everything that moved, they edged mm. and everything that was edged was caught. In this test match so far, quite a lot has moved, but it's gone past the edge or been left. And that was another little uh, bit of credit to the New Zealanders particularly, and, and to a lesser extent the, the Indians as well on the first day, the first day of actual play, leaving the ball, how well they left the ball. Today, especially uh, Latham, the way he left the ball to Jasper Brumra early on, he left the ball on length, knowing it was going to bounce over the stumps. And his judgment was absolutely impeccable. So we've seen actually high class batting from both teams, especially the opening pairs of both sides. Very different styles. The Indians coming at the ball, standing out of their crease and really trying to smother the movement. The New Zealanders back on their crease, trying to play it as late as possible. So two very different styles of of technique, but both teams making 50 opening stands. I suppose you could call this the Mission Tea Break. Mission Teas are a range of herbal products invented by Tom Whittle, who was cycling around South America and finding that he was getting very tired. And then he was revived by a range of Argentinian teas based on the herbs Yerba Mate and Matcha, renowned for their slow release of energy, and also Roibosch, famous for its anti-inflammatory effect. And as a result... Tom's created a range of mission teas that help with hydration, energy boosts, relaxation and even sleep. And they are now being taken by quite a number of sports stars, cricketers and footballers and even me. And actually I found them very beneficial and actually quite nice to drink as well. And I'm sleeping better as well as all that. So I highly recommend them. Mission are offering listeners of this podcast 20% off your first order if you go to missionuk.com and type in the code cricketer20 at checkout. That's missionuk.com and use the code cricketer20. Now, something we said yesterday, uh, or something you said yesterday about Coley, that he averages 50 in all three formats, and you said you couldn't think of anyone else who's done that. Of course, Devon Conway has done that. It's very early in his international career of course in a, in a way the stat is a bit bogus isn't it because it will over over time it will come down but he averages over 50 in, in one day national cricket and in t20 and in, and in test cricket as well I mean, he's had an incredible start to his international damn uh, you've career. followed my, well, no, my I mean, unique stat but well, that's no, not quite right no, no but i mean in a way i i get, I get your point because you want some you know with a with a body of stats behind him whereas conway is only you know he's his third test match and he hasn't played much international cricket but he's made yeah. a great start to his international career he was out just before the close i mean that is so galling for a, a player isn't it to, to get get out just before the players come off for for bad like good catch by bumroff ishan Shah. but again conway you know playing really really solidly uh, where's this match going, I wonder? I mean, with three full days, of which we have available, then you could say, yeah, good good chance of, or reasonable chance of, a, of an outright result. The only problem is the forecast for Monday and, and the fourth official day of the game, although actually the third day in terms of playing time, I suppose, or hope, hopefully in terms of playing time, the forecast is really not good. So we could, I mean, I'm sorry, folks, we could have a, a whole day uh, knocked out tomorrow. It feels to me, just looking at the forecast, that if we do get any play tomorrow, it will be you know bonus cricket really. So what we're looking at, yours is New Zealand 116 behind, 
with two days of cricket left. In theory, 98 overs. I mean, the light might come into play as well, you know, on the, on the other two days. We didn't get all the overs in today. Um, and we wouldn't have done, even if we played to seven o'clock, we'd still would have been uh, well short on the overs today. You were pretty confident yesterday about, you know, even with the, with the time left, of having an outright result in the game. Uh, I mean, pre- I mean, presumably there the, the draw, a share of the prize money, splitting the mace in half is, <laughs> is, is the is the most likely outcome, isn't it? Are you st- are you still wedded to a, a positive outcome? You you can still see a situation where there would be a positive outcome, but realistically, what do you think? I'm just trying to find the. Um, sorry, I did have. Um, well, uh, okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it all depends how much play we get, really. Mm. I think if we can get two more days... Two full cricket, days, you think? We could get a result. Mm. Uh, if we get less than two days, it's a struggle. Because both teams' batting is pretty determined. The New Zealanders bat quite a long way down. I, you know, I can see the New Zealanders getting a bit of a lead, not much of a lead. Of course, the other thing about the, this, these conditions is the slow outfield because of the wet yeah. and quite long grass, etc. 217 that, that, that India made is, is probably more like 250. Mm. But the New Zealanders will struggle. It will take fair a bit, a bit of time for them to get past India if they do. And I think they will, probably not much. You know, you're going to get scores of around 200 to 250 in probably potentially all four innings. So... There's not a lot of time to, to force yeah. a result. And I know that I looked at the, 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 the Betfair exchange sort of midway through the afternoon and it was looking like, you know, 50-60% draw as the most likely outcome with India slightly more favourites to win. But that can change. I don't see... In, I, I think... I can't see India winning in this match in the time available, really, re- realistically. No. I mean, not enough time to bowl. Well, I think it's more like if it, if it becomes a sort of mainly a three innings game with a bit of a fourth innings, then you, yeah, you could see. Uh, then, then you know that's the most likely outcome. It seems to me. I don't. I don't see, uh, full four innings. It's going to be hard to get those in in the time available unless you know teams just suddenly start falling in a heap. Think, think. I mean, there is plenty there for the bowlers, but it's always everything is happening very slowly. It feels like mm. it's a it's a real sort of. I mean, it is a real arm wrestle of a test match, this. Mm. Uh, scoring rates have been low. I mean, New Zealand scoring at, at two and over. And India, after that opening stand of, of 62, I mean, the, the run rate, again, had been really low. It's just been really... That old cliche, runs were hard to come by. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one that's been used a lot about cricket, and, that, and that's, that's what it's been like. Whether, again, whether it's a great... Um, I mean, it, it has been intriguing because the battle, the battle has been so fierce out there. Whether it's been a, a great advert for Test cricket, I don't know. I mean, perhaps the weather has been has been the problem that everyone's. You always sense that you're battling against time a bit, but you, you also want. I think you also want the top class batsmen to, to flourish a bit and to better play their shots and to just to, to score quickly on occasions. Well, you need someone to come in and change the dynamic of the game. You know, like a, a Rishabh Pant to come out there and back bash 50 or 60 quite quickly in an hour or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You need that cut and thrust a bit to, mm. to make it into a, a classic game. It doesn't, it doesn't really feel like that. And, I, I, you know, the weather has got uh, something to do with that and, mm. the, and the conditions as well and, the, you know, the quality of the, of the two bowling attacks. One uh, little note of credit that uh, you may not have noticed, and that is that uh, BJ Watling, the New Zealand keeper, didn't concede a single bye in this innings. And... I actually cut together a sequence of his takes uh, 
and I was about sort of 15 of them, diving in all directions, uh, saving balls that swung dramatically after going past the bat or flicking the pad and dying, bouncing twice or soaring off a length and taken head high uh, with a little bit of sort of movement after the ball had, had gone past the bat. And he just gloved everything immaculately. And I've, I've never really noticed him that much before. I suppose, is that a mark of a, a cliched mark of a, a good keeper? Is they're unobtrusive? But he just gloves the ball so beautifully in his last test match. And although I know it was a shortish innings, 217 all out, but no buys in those conditions with yeah. the ball swinging and, and seeming all over the place was really impressive. Yeah, he, he was excellent. He, he really was. That's just one of the things about BJ Watkins. We just don't see much of him because New Zealand don't play that much test cricket in England, do they? I mean, I, mean, I know you've seen him yeah, bat for yeah. about two Ele- and a half days. It was 11 hours and seven minutes for his double hundred in, in Mount Monganui. I mean, it wasn't, it was so it was so effective. It really was. But I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't what you call a, a thing of beauty, actually. It was, it was a bit like this test match in a way. You know, it was damn hard work. Uh, so there we go. Um, uh, we had one emailer who, who contacted us today and say, for the good of the game, why don't India and New Zealand agree to play this match to a finish? So, you know, <laughs> the, old, the old sort of timeless test, uh, which took us back to the, you know, that amazing timeless test in Durban, which wasn't quite a timeless test because, of course, it, it ended after 10 days with England needing 42 to win with five wickets left. I mean, and Andy Zaltzman, our, our, our stats guru on... Uh, test match especially, he, he dug out how long South Africa were in the field in that final innings. And by modern equivalence, they bowled eight ball overs in those days. It was over 200 eight ball overs. He, he worked it out. It was something like 296 ball overs that South Africa were in the field for England, 652 for, oh. for five. Imagine, imagine that. You, you wrote that book, A Lot of Hard Yakka. I mean, that, yeah, was, that, 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 was, that was the ultimate hard mm. yakka. Anyway... Mm. Uh, well, they won't agree to that. They'll, 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 this game will end. Uh, it's beyond their pay grade, isn't yeah, it? No, yeah. so, no, no, you know, we're yeah. not paid enough for yeah. that. Yeah. Well, it's a shame if it does end in a draw in a way, especially if it's a, a rain-affected draw. Yeah. But what can you do? And, I mean, it was ever thus, I suppose, about English cricket. Yeah. Well, anyway, we keep our fingers crossed uh, for the fourth official day of this match. Uh, I can see some... So spots of rain on the window panes already of the of the hotel that we're staying in. So you know, rain tomorrow. Two days left in the game. I mean, it could you know, New Zealand have got the chance to get a lead and then bowl India out. That's one obvious route to a, a positive outcome in the game. But India will not. You know, they will not budge an inch. They'll be fighting the whole way. To, you know, if they can't win the game, to, to draw it and 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 you know, not be defeated in the first ever. World Test Championship final. Anyway, if there is play tomorrow, Yoz, yeah. uh, we'll be we'll be back around about this time to to review it. Uh, I, I mean, if there is play, how much is there going to be? So, um, but we'll see on that one. And if not, we'll be back after the the fifth day, and we're we're pretty confident there will be some play on the on the fifth day of the game and <laughs> and on the sixth day, but not the seventh day or the eighth day or the tenth day or whatever. I, I feel like I've been here about two <laughs> weeks already. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, fingers crossed for tomorrow, and thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.